All right, welcome to Pump Fake episode three. We are diving into picks and lines now, finally. It's that time of the year, greatest time of the year, nothing but basketball and football all year round now, or all winter long. Can't get any better than this. I think first game tomorrow is IUPUI versus Spalding. I could be wrong on that, but it's going to be beautiful. It's only Spalding, Louisville, Kentucky, Spalding University. Home, all right. Home, home of the <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I I would bet every single game if I could. Um, well, actually, I, you know, what's stopping me? But trying to reel it in, you know, five plays. We each got five. I think uh, 15 plays day one is going to be pretty solid to play. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I definitely have maybe more bets, but wanted to hone it in for the the squad listening. Um, I Speaking of IUPUI, I'm, this is probably the last time I'm talking about them until we take it or under, but – you know, this is their last year of being IUPUI, I think. Then they go to IUI as they've ditched the Purdue. And PUI. Yeah, so then, yeah, so IUI or something, and then they ditch the PU for next year, yeah. just like like IPFW did. Now they're PFW. I think half is going to IU, and then half's going to, like, Purdue-Fort Wayne. So it'll yep. just be two two teams now. Big, like, dense. Sad days. School. Yeah, sad days, but uh, still the same team, still the same Total team total unders to take, but we can't oh, yeah. bet on that game. At least I can't. So yeah, I'm not seeing lines for that game either. I'm sure it'll pop up like ten minutes before, but I'm seeing nothing for that right now. All right, who wants to start us off here? Who's got uh, the inaugural lock for the season? Doesn't matter to me. Right. Whichever one of you wants to take it. Nick, you you're up. All right, I'll go first. Uh, the first one I locked, uh, I'm sad I didn't log it earlier in the week because it was a better number and I just never locked it, even though I still liked it. But I'm going to take Toledo minus 13 uh, versus Detroit Mercy. Um, Toledo does lose uh, a lot of um, scoring. They lost uh, Dennis Milner and Shoemate, who combined um, are about 51 points per game that they lost. Um, but they're bringing in um, Sonny Wilson from Detroit Jesuit um, and then a William and Mary transfer um, who averaged 11 points, five boards. <clears throat> He's a big man down low. So um, I, I like Toledo in this one. Uh, Detroit obviously losing Antoine, not only Antoine Davis, who you know was a 28 points per game score there, losing uh, almost their entire roster. So everyone that's coming in, um, they're starting five are, are seniors and a, and a graduate uh, player. So they're, they are older, um, but losing um, Antoine Davis, uh, Liddell, Anderson, Oliver and Phillips, like they lost everybody. So I don't think the team is going to be nearly as um, offensively gifted as they were last year. Um, so I think they're going to struggle to um, get some scoring. There's only one starting player on their roster in the starting five that has double digits and it's 14 points per game. The rest have 1.3, four and a half, uh, and two. And the other guy has zero. So, um, yeah, I, I just don't think Detroit is going to be it this year. Obviously, they're, you know, they're never going to be nationally uh, watched by anybody. The only reason people watch them last year is because of Antoine Davis putting up like 40 points a game. Um, but I usually like uh, the Horizon League and their offenses because it feels like it's like Big 12 football where there's just no no defense being played and they're just 100,000 points a game. I think they're going to struggle um, to start, and I really like Toledo. So I'm going to lock up Toledo minus 13. Oh, I yeah, love that. I love it. Mac, baby, Toledo. You know, they always come out and ball those Toledo yeah. teams. 
Yeah. It's Maction, you know, it never it never uh, disappoints ever. Exactly. Mike Davis, he's still coaching at Detroit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Look that up, stat guy. Kind of hot seat a little bit. But uh, he, uh... Yeah, so it's Mike Davis's sixth season at Detroit, and then um, Toledo still has um, – I'm not even going to bother <laughs> butchering his name, uh, but their coach is still there. It's his 14th season at Toledo, so obviously they they like him, and he's he's this program is good. Toledo won the MAC last year. They were 27-8, and 16-2 in conference. Like This team has some buckets, um, and I expect them to put up similar results this year. They run and gun for sure. Yep. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and go. I, God, I always said, you know, in week one, I've told myself the last few years of gambling and being successful in college basketball, it's trusting your gut. Sometimes, you know, the analytics, the data behind isn't caught up. They don't really understand. They're going off of other data, not and they're guessing. So, you know, I, I like to, t- to st- tend to stay away from those big spreads. They scare me, but most of the time, I've realized that trust your gut. If you feel like it's going to work, it's going to work. So my first public bet um, of the year is going to be Michigan State minus 16 and a half. I know James Madison is a solid team. They lose a couple starters. Um, And Noah Friedel, South Dakota State transfer, he wasn't up to par as much um, last year and really looked uncompetitive, especially in conference play um, when the games really matter. Um, And I don't expect it to transfer to East Lansing either. Um, at the Breslin Center. I think that's what it's called. I'm so sick, so apologize for my nasally voice to um, the crew. But, you know, Michigan State, we were high on them. We all talked on them first first episode. Um, it was It's them or Purdue to win the Big Ten. They're going to come out strong. I think they easily win by 2021, 20, um, and there's going to be a line difference there. Just based on past data, I think Michigan it might it might start off slow, only up by like five, six, really not pulling away as we've seen, but uh, I, I sense them easily winning by 20 um, come the second half when James Madison just kind of can't be competitive and Michigan State puts up about 80, 80 or so points. Um, it's week one. I'm pumped for it. It is a public kind of play, um, but I'm trusting my gut on that one and, and taking the Spartans at 8.30. It's a little off time. I got a 7 o'clock play I'll share, but my number one play is going to be Michigan State. <clears throat> Hell yeah, I don't even actually know when these half these games start. I forgot to put the time down, <laughs> so that's on me. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, love that. Uh, Michigan State should just absolutely roll. I mean, they already got that game against Tennessee under their belt. So um, seeing some, uh, granted, it's not an actual game, but they've seen some competition. Yeah, they should be they, uh, ready to rock. Played, yeah, they've played good. Ken Palm's got them scoring 80 points with a 94 percentile. So that, that means they could easily they could score 90 if they want. We'll see how where they are, though. So. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm excited about Spartans. <laughs> All right. Uh, first play I'm locking up this season. Uh, Tulane minus 15 and a half. Um, I think I saw 16 actually at DK. It may have went up. So we'll go 16 here. Uh, Ron Hunter, uh, Tulane, bunch of returners. They're AAC contenders. Um, Ron Hunter's turned that program around. They're absolutely hooping. They got guys. Um, and, uh, God, who was Tulane uh, playing? I, I'm drawing a blank now. Crap. Um, Tulane. Nickel State. Eight. Nickel State. Yep, they're returning. Uh, they got a, Their head coach has got uh, first year under his belt. He's 28 years old. Nickel State's returning 10.1 points a game from last year. Um, it's an entirely new squad. 28-year-old first-year head coach. Um, 
I don't see much success for Nichols State early on, especially playing some of these uh, bigger uh, opponents here. Um, I'm going to put my faith in Ron Hunter and the Green Wave at home, just absolutely rolling through. Uh, uh, I forget the coach's name Nick, now. Forgive Nickel me, but uh, yeah, Nick. Oh, yeah, Nickel State. They're just going to roll through them, but um, I don't really see Nichols putting up much of a fight against Tulane and these uh, these guys. They're contending for an AAC, and uh, they got. Uh, FAU and Memphis to fight for, so they're gonna they're gonna come out firing, and uh, I like them to just roll by twenty at least on uh, opening night. Yeah, I like that play. Uh, Always yeah. trust Ron Hunter. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. Before I get into my second pick, I just want to give our Twitter a shout out. Make sure you go on Twitter and follow at Pump Fake Pod. We'll be tweeting out all the clips. We'll tweet out all, all of our locks and everything, so you guys are all caught up after the pod goes out. But just make sure you drop a follow. Uh, yeah, we appreciate that. So now that said, I'm going to go into my second pick. I'm going to lock up Colorado State minus eight and a half versus, uh, versus Louisiana Tech. Um, Colorado State brings back Isaiah Stevens, 18 points per game score. Uh, Joel Scott, uh, I believe, is a freshman coming. Oh, I, I lied. He's transferring from Black Hill State. Um, which I'm assuming is D2 or D3. Um, <clears throat> but this guy plays 33 minutes a game and average 23 points and 10 boards a game. Obviously, transitioning into uh, you know a D1 power conference um, level, he's those numbers are probably a bit inflated from what he's transferring in from. But if you can put up um, 23 points a game and 10 boards, I assume that you're going to be similar. You know, the numbers will drop a bit, but they're going to be similar. Like if, if he gives us 15 points, five boards, like that's still a solid piece coming in for you. Um, <clears throat> obviously Colorado state lost a bit as well. Um, they lost 15 points per score, uh, 15 points per game in, uh, John Tonji, I think is his last name. Um, Isaiah Rivera also gone. Um, but I like the transfers that they're bringing in. Um, and then on the other side, we have Louisiana tech. <clears throat> they're losing a lot here. They lost, uh, Kobe Williams, Keeson Willis, David Green, and Kenny Hunter. They bring in a lot of transfers, a lot of big 12 guys too. I think they have two guys coming in from Texas tech, one from Baylor, uh, one from Louisville, but <clears throat> their starting five only has one guy who is averaging, or sorry, they have two guys who are averaging double digits. Um, they have a, a senior coming in that doesn't, that never really played before. That's in their starting five and, and Jordan Turner, um, another junior coming in uh, that averaged eight points a game, six boards that this team I think is going to struggle to rebound. And I think they're really going to struggle to score. So with Colorado state having returning pieces and better production coming in from outside, I think this team rolls, um, I expect Colorado State to win this thing big, so I'm going to lock up the Rams minus eight and a half. Hell yeah, not to mention that elevation uh, advantage they have to. Yeah, exactly. Set in second half. and For, for sure. Hell yeah, I love that play. Yeah, that's, a big, that, that's probably my favorite one. Let's go. Yeah, I love that play as well. Um, I'm going to go and change with my second play from the spreads to our first total. Um, I know I normally like to root for points, but I'm going to root for no points. I'm taking the under in South Carolina versus USC Upstate. Um, I believe it's at was opened at 144. It's down to 142. Um, USC Upstate. It was a it was a ride last year. First half unders all the time with them. They put up like 20 points, 19 points. They run and gun, um, but they can't shoot. While South Carolina is going to really put the slow down tempo pace. I expect if, or if South Carolina can score 70, 75 points, well, USC Upstate might score 60, and that under cash is for sure. Um, I don't foresee – I foresee it maybe being a close game. I was kind of scared of the spread, 
So I trusted the under um, of 142. I think it's in the, the wrong line. You'll see these lines with these two teams going in the 130s here soon, just based on how they play. Um, USC Upstate, like I said, they'll run and gun, um, but they they won't be able against formidable South Carolina defense and just how slow-paced basketball they play. Uh, it's a gross game kind of to bet on, in my opinion, but I really like that under and, and look in the first under of the year. That's oh, what yeah, college ball is all about. Yeah, that's a that's a gross play, but that means it's gonna hit. Those are the ones yeah. that yeah, those are the ones that pay. Those, those are the ones that you don't even watch and you check the score and it's like sixty to like fifty five. It's it's an in state rivalry too. I mean, it could be competitive and I know I know all the analytics say it's about a seventy to sixty game, so there's a little differential there with the over under. Just hope there's no fouling late. Oh, the foul game. Can't wait to be playing that again. That's going to be so fun. Oh, always sweating the foul game. <laughs> oh, yeah. you going to be so good the last two minutes. All of a sudden, there's 14, 15 points. Like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. Like, why are we fouling? You're up eight. What are we doing? Or then, like, they uh, magically won't foul. Like, you have an over, and you're, like, by one. They magically won't foul and play, like, this awful full-court defense. Yeah. Yep. That's just the way she goes. Got to love it. Uh, second play I'm going to roll with this season, Georgia plus five. Um, I'm seeing that on DK. Um, Oregon's banged up, and Folly Dante and uh, Cassard have not been practicing uh, lately either, so they're going to be a little rusty. Um, that entire roster is just banged up right now. They've got a whole bunch of injuries up and down, so um, they're going to have a, a wide array of, of guys playing in that game. It's not going to be a huge uh, Dante Cassard game, I'd imagine. Imagine they're kind of going to work them in. Um, but, um, Oregon's also been, uh, uh, taking precaution with their players. So they haven't been playing much in the, uh, exhibitions or anything. So it could be a little slow Georgia and the Mike white, uh, year. I think he's going to have a little bit better of a team here. I think with having a healthier roster time to practice and Oregon just being banged up and just haven't been practicing with their big guys. I think they're going to have – Georgia's going to have an advantage here tomorrow and uh, neutral court. I think they're going to be able to get it done against uh, Oregon. And Oregon generally gets rolling later too in the season um, for Dana Altman. So I'm going to back on uh, Georgia to get rolling and Oregon to have a little bit of a slow start again. Yeah, that's that's the first like real real game of the slate tomorrow. So I, I know there's going to be action all over that. Everyone's going to be on that game. I cannot pick a side. Yeah. I don't know what to do there. So I might just have to tell you on that one. I'm just yeah. I mean, early in the season, you're not you haven't been practicing with your with your uh, key guys. I think that's just going to come back to bite you at some point in that game. Yeah, yeah I, I, I like the the under in that game maybe too. I didn't pick a side. I couldn't decide between Georgia and Oregon yet, but. Under did move in my favor at the beginning, but yeah, that under might actually be be a smarter play. But I think Georgia under is probably two sides you want to be on in that game. I wouldn't want to be backing it over here on a neutral court with a team that hasn't been practicing together. I see the under just moved again as we talk about it. That's funny. Um, yeah, neutral courts. Yeah, those those neutral court games. Yeah, I agree. Those neutral court games, like in the beginning of the season, it seems like the rims never bounce in anyone's favor. So I think the under could be definitely a good look there. We're playing in uh, Vegas. Talk me into switching my own play here. I think I might just, you know what? Fuck it. Lock it up both. I'm going under and I'm going Georgia plus trust five. Your gut, I said, trust your yeah, gut. There you go. <laughs> Let's trust do the damn thing. Love it. Love it. 
Uh, I'll get into my third. I'm gonna. I'm pretty square so far, but I don't care. I think the better teams are just gonna show out uh, an opening day. So I'm gonna go with Charleston minus seven and a half versus Iona. Um, I'll start with Iona this time. Uh, they lose a lot of production. They lost four guys. Three of them are double-digit uh, scores a game. A lot of rebounding, too, with Nelly a Junior Joseph. That's a 15 points per game, 9.3 rebounds per game guy that they do not have anymore. That's going to be huge. Um, so their starting five doesn't have a single double-digit score. Um, Greg Gordon coming in. Um, he there's no stats on him, so this is kind of a question mark um, for him. Um, but they have Joel Brown coming in, averaging seven points per game, three boards. Um, Ponzo coming in, also eight points, four boards. And their bench is completely unknown, so I think we might have a depth problem with Iona. Um, so with that being said, we look over at Charleston. <clears throat> Obviously lost a couple guys as well um, with Dalton Bolin, Ryan Larson, Pat Robinson. Um, but they bring in C.J. Fulton, who averages 10 points per game, five boards. Um, they have a lot. Every every person on their on their starting five is a double digit score, except for Bryce Butler, who's coming in from um, uh, West Liberty. Um, so we'll see how that guy goes. It's a big question mark for him, but I think with the four main guys or with the four guys that are in their starting five already, he'll be able to mesh with them and be able to score. Um, Charleston also their bench is also pretty unknown, uh, other than Ben Burnham, who averages 17 minutes a game, but has eight points, uh, four boards. So that's a pretty good six man, at least coming off your bench. Um, I think depth is going to be a very big question mark in this game for both sides. So I'm going to lean with this better starting five um, and just hope that they can play a majority of the minutes and, and get it done. So I'm going to lay the seven and a half with Charleston. I was looking at that game. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't figure anything out, but if you're on Charleston, we're going to ride. I'm going to be locking yeah. up all these plays anyway. We're going to, we're going madman tomorrow. 15, 20 plays YOLO. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's hard to it's hard to I mean Iona obviously had a good season as well last year they went 27 and 8 17 and 3 in conference um Charleston again a 31 win team last year they went 31 and 4 16 and 2 uh in conference so they're going to be looking to win uh the CAA this year obviously they're going to be in contention as they have been the last couple of years um so I don't think they dropped this game to Iona I think it'll be like a decently competitive game but I think Charleston pulls it out by by 10 plus yeah, Charleston's home court's also just ridiculous once with fans and everybody once they're in there and that place gets going. It's it's rocking. Yeah. Uh, and uh I'm spacing on the coach's name, but he he does a masterful job at recruiting people to come to games, showing up at the the lunch hall and everything else for school, just handing out stuff. People come to I games. So. Yep. Yeah, yep. I don't think they're gonna have an issue. And then Iona's uh Tobin, Tubin, whatever his uh the new head coach from, yeah, from Fair Dick um, that uh, came yep. in. Yeah, so yeah, new so. coach with Iona going to be a question mark. This is Pat Kelsey, who's the coach for Charleston. This is his third season. Kelsey. So, yeah, I think, like you said, I think obviously he's doing a great job. This team has been very, very good the last couple of years. So, and then well, obviously, you know, FDU had that miracle, you know, uh, game last season and uh, they made it to the tournament. So, obviously, Tobin Anderson knows what he's doing, but going to a completely, diff completely different school. Um, we'll see how he meshes with them. So I think maybe they have a slow start and they'll get better, of course, as the season goes on. But I think Charleston handles business. 100%. I love it. Um, all right, my third pick. Uh, also, I, here I have a, par, a couple parlays to send at the end, so I'm not, but we'll save that for the end. But this one is maybe not – I don't have an analysis for it. I know nothing about this team. I could read about them and still tell you nothing about this team. But it's a fade of the Louisville Cardinals. I leaned plus nine and a half. So if, you'll take, if you want to take nine and a half to feel safer, go ahead. 
But I'm going to take the money line at plus 330 and buy that juice, or not juice, but buy the dog. Um, my gosh, Louisville lost to Kentucky Wesleyan, I think was the name of the school, given it was preseason. But they lost to Kentucky Wesleyan. Um, last year, Louisville was an ultimate fade in the beginning of the year, and it's a Kenny Payne fade um, completely. So I, I'm not here to tell you that L. Ellis won't drop a good amount of points and they end up winning the game and not covering. So maybe take the lean, but I might as well try to best let, let units to let bet, bet less units to win more. Um, just because I've seen it happen last year with the same team. So I'm fading the Cardinals. I'm taking UMBC money line. This team has spoiled the ACC plenty of times before. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, L Ellis is also gone from Louisville too. So, that is yeah, he's, yeah, he's not even there. He's not, I, don't, I don't even yeah, know. I literally, I couldn't tell you about Louisville. I'm so don't take my expert opinion on it. And it's not an expert opinion. It is just a fade of what I've seen and saw no, last I'm, year. I'm with you. And I'm with you 100. Missed opportunities on the plus money. Like I think last year, I can't remember which team they lost to in the first, but it was like plus 750, and they lost. But it was Bellarmine. It was Bellarmine. Blarmine, yep. The uh, the Crosstown greatest Rockets. team ever from Kentucky. Oh, the ball movement yeah. is just gets you going. Uh, yeah, UMBC oh. is is gonna. I like it. I like that too. They're gonna. They should be very competitive in this game uh, early and often. I mean, Kenny Payne is not the guy. I mean, I hope he stays there forever because holy shit, like we'll, we'll make some good coin off of this guy, but. He's he's not the guy. Like they're they're never gonna hire an inexperienced tech coach ever again at Louisville. Yeah, ever. Like, I almost wanted to take Niagara plus eight and a half, but I switched to UMBC. I was like, wait, I, I'm not taking Notre Dame just because I they're not as good on paper. But we've seen Louisville blow these games, and they just lost to that team. So, yep, yeah. If you're playing that, you definitely got to hit the money line too. Don't don't be afraid of that big number. They're this Why is not? going to be like a four or five point game at most. And yeah. by that, I probably mean UMBC is going to win. So this exactly. is, yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, that's, that's probably my favorite dog of the day tomorrow is UMBC bark, bark. There's not, I mean, God, yeah. What are you going to do? Take like Radford against North Carolina plus 1800 or something. Hey, you never know. Something could happen, but yeah, I think it's 100%. All right, uh, my my next pick here. You just brought it up, Niagara um, against Notre Dame. I I like Niagara here. They got uh, Notre Dame lost Bray. Um, Ryan uh, McCormick is gone. Half of their coaching staff, most of their coaching staff is gone. Um, that roster is just depleted. They brought a new head coach, Shrewsbury from Penn State, um, who did a masterful job last year. But some of those guys he had, um, um, Pickett. And um, my brain is not working right now, but they had some some dogs last year, and I think he benefited a lot from having a good a good roster at uh, Penn State. And Pickett was a big big part of that. That dude did everything. Um, so coming to Notre Dame, um, lost your roster. It's gonna be a whole new culture, different conference. I think they're gonna be a little bit slow start here. I think Niagara can keep it within single digits here. Um, just I don't know Shrewsbury. Just there's something about him. I haven't been really sold. Um, I did I did back Penn State a little bit last year in the tournament, but they just had a little. They had an energy to them. Um, they weren't that good in the beginning of the season. They were they were very fadeable. Come 
end of the season down the road, they started getting pretty good. And then team is gone. He left. So I'm going to, I'm going to go back to what I saw in the beginning of last season, slow start from Shrewsbury. Niagara to keep it close tomorrow in South Bend, Indiana. Probably take the money line too on that one. I mean, if you're going to play the, the nine points, you might as well just take the money line. I can actually, what is that money line? Yeah. Like look, look at that total too, like one twenty five and a half total. Like, is that not maybe telling Three twenty cover like two, like easily. It, I think the lines tell yep, it's down to eight and a half too, by the way. So I yeah, guess I'll, I'll fire eight and a half instead of nine. It's moving fishing, in your but, favor. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Hey, UMBC Niagara, you want to, you want to get crazy, go for a crazy dog parlay right there. I'm all about it's it. Two, I, two good dogs right there. I do have my big spread parlay to give you guys the teaser. That's the parlay I have is the big spreads, but yeah, I like that. That's a, some solid line right there. Let me look up what that total is. On the odds. I'm looking at it right now. It's one twenty-five and a half on DK. Yep. Plus eighteen thirty-two if you money line UMBC in Niagara. Fuck, put five bucks on it. Win ninety-five. Let's do it. Yeah, why not? That's uh, it's pizza money go. for for the month right there. It's <laughs> yeah. all the eating. Donato's hot and honey. That's not a sponsorship. Paid <laughs> promotion. Love it. Uh, I'll get into my fourth one. Uh, my next couple plays, uh, they're gross. They're going to go to the Horizon League. This is a conference that I love to watch play because they just don't play any defense, and it's usually all offense, so the totals are usually the play for me here because I love betting high totals and just watching offense. Um, but I'm going to go to uh, Northern Kentucky. Um, I believe they are plus four against Middle Tennessee. Um, so if we look at Northern Kentucky, <clears throat> they did lose a couple pieces, but they keep their main guys. Uh, they have a transfer coming in, uh, Michael Bradley from uh, Mercyhurst. He averages uh, 15 points per game, four boards. Um, and then Cade Myers also coming in. He's a 6'8 forward, uh, 10 points, uh, five boards per game. So they're going to be able to rebound the ball um, with Meyer down low. Um, their guards, obviously, Marquise Warwick, 18 points per game last year. Sam Vincent, 12 points per game. And Trey Robinson, seven. Their bench is going to be a little bit questionable again. Going back to that point from the other game, uh, a lot of these guys are um, freshmen on their bench, so we haven't seen them play. And the guys that have been there, um, they really don't play that much, or when they do come in, they're not putting up big numbers. Um, so it, the bench is sort of a non-factor for uh, Northern Kentucky. But on the other side, uh, with Middle Tennessee, they lose um, a couple key guys with uh, Ellie Lor Eli Lawrence, uh, DeAndre Dishman. That's 12, uh, 23 points a game with those two. Um, and they they have a lot of transfers coming in. Um, Jacob Johnson's coming in from LIU. Ty Mosley from Mississippi Valley State. I don't know how good uh, that's going to be coming from Mississippi Valley State, um, but they have like six transfers coming in, um, and their starting five uh, really isn't anything too impressive for me. I think they're going to be able to maybe win the board battle down low as they have a couple bigger guys um, compared to Northern Kentucky, but I don't think the scoring is going to be there. Um, they do have guys that have good three-point shooting percentages, but they're not high-volume three-point shooters. Um, so I think on Northern Kentucky side, when you have um, – four guys that are averaging about 35, 38%, um, but they're shooting volume. I think Northern Kentucky is just going to be able to outscore Middle Tennessee in this one. So if I'm catching four points with them, I think that's uh, what I go with here. So I'm going to take the Norseman uh, plus the four. Hell yeah. It's never too early to bet on Horizon League basketball anyway. Yep, exactly. Love the love that conference. I love the Horizon League too. Sometimes they're – 
conference tournaments in town, so I'll try to make it. The, uh, the Horizon League go. tournament is top three tournaments. You have to watch that. that thing is crazy. It's so good. I'm gunning and shit. We're not right state, but it was right state a couple of years ago, I think, when they came. But yeah, no, yeah. I like that lean a lot. Um, guys, I'm kind of just going to throw each other on the spot here, but anyone feeling USC tomorrow? Like, going out of the order, like, have 16 picks, unless that is someone's play. Shows you how much we have an agenda behind this, but show no play. Um, I, I, I kind of lean USC. I don't know why, but Kansas State, that um, player suspended. It's, yeah, Tomlin. I feel like they're kind of begging you to pick Kansas State. They'll be public, especially how well they were last year. Three points, too. Giving you points for them. Pieces and USC is a pretty damn good team, I think, on paper going into it, too. So, um, Oh, did I just give you my play? Uh, I no, I didn't. But so I'll just we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I'm gonna go ahead and give my fourth play. Um, it's it is a bigger spread, um, but I'm looking for some fun stuff between Colorado and NC State. Um, I picked the coin on them. I'm just gonna take NC State versus Citadel. Um, I really liked Colorado against Towson for sure. It's a newer team though. I'm in 14, 15 and a half is a pretty good number to get, um, you know, with the Colorado team that they had last year with a solid lineup. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and parlay both of those together. Um, and then NC State, I like with their transfer team against Citadel. Citadel won't have a really good roster um, at all. Um, and NC State's that run and gun vibe. Love the over in that too, but I'm just going to take the points. Um, in hopes that Citadel doesn't play well. They score about 60-something points, and NC State comes out. Because uh, right now with those transfers, they're the team to really watch. Um, in the ACC, we know Duke. We know North Carolina. Um, and Miami's being talked about, but people are forgetting about NC State. Sometimes our defense can't catch up with it, which made me like the over. Uh, but I'm also going to take the minus, one, minus 20 um, against Citadel. Yeah, I, I like NC State in that spot. Obviously, I think people will probably be scared to bet them too, losing uh, Joyner and uh, Terquavion Smith, but they brought in um, some good transfers, uh, DJ Horn from Arizona State and uh, Jaden Taylor from Butler. Um, so they do, do lose those two guards that like you flip a coin and one of them is going to go off for like 28 points um, while the other one watches them. They just like take turns just blasting from three and just nailing every one of them. Um, and their big guy, DJ Burns, is back. Uh, to down low who's you know he's a bucket if he can get the ball down low and um just put some post moves on some guys so i, I like that play too yeah and I, I mean citadel lost some players as well um so i mean that, that i mean gosh is that saying anything i mean they did play they've played pretty good the last few years based on their history um but i think acc dominates the socon this time so love socon basketball but um yeah just like the wolf pack and yeah, I kind of made that parlay together with Colorado. It scares me against a team like Towson, pretty good team on paper that we've known to love. Um, if you bet mid-majors um, in the past. Uh, but it's not the same Towson team. I mean, Colorado really keeps their big pieces um, and then gets that freshman as well in Williams. So, uh, yeah, those are my two parlays. Um, trying to b find that plus money uh, in the uh, week day one of college basketball. It's tough to find sometimes. 
Yeah, we got Niagara and uh, UMBC. We found some nice plus dogs there yeah. today. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just keep this trend <laughs> going. I'm trying to give out some plus dogs. Yep. Oh, yeah. I have 20 plays in my pocket, but <laughs> uh, bet responsibly. 1 800 gambler. Of course. Of course. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, my next play, kind of nasty. Uh, probably the uh, smallest school of the day anybody will be betting on. Uh, Evansville plus three and a half. The Aces, the Purple Aces. Um, they're going against, uh, holy crap, my brain is uh, Miami, Ohio. not working. Uh, Miami, Ohio. Christ, thank Miami. you. Uh, Evansville, absolute dog shit last, last year. Um, I think they won two conference games. They were not good. I think they won five games total. Um, they returned four starters, though. So, I mean, you could argue that that's probably not the best thing. You probably don't want to bring these guys back if you win two games. But um, they they practiced a lot and uh, were, were working out a lot this summer. They had five sessions or practices or something in the spring that they were using. And all summer, these guys were practicing, working out, um, and uh, getting together all summer. So I think they kind of got a little bit of a, a, a unity and chemistry built from last year. Um, they were feisty at the end of last season. They just couldn't finish out games and just got rolled. Um, but three and a half points, it seems real light um, for an Evansville team that won five or six games last year. Um, Miami, Ohio also returns guys, but um, I have faith in these, this Evansville team at home that they're going to be able to come out and uh, show people that they've actually been working and practicing all offseason. So I'm going to take the three and a half with Evansville. And uh, just hold my nose and pray to God. Remember when they beat Kentucky at Kentucky, and then their like coach got fired or something like that? Like I don't know. Anyway, that's hilarious. Evansville had some wonky stuff going on last season, if I uh, remember correctly. Yeah, like middle of the season, of, there was some they weird. Got rid of Todd Lighter. He's terrible. Yep. Butler coach. Yeah. They had something going on middle of the season, but I feel like they they. Uh, they worked around it. Granted, they got their doors blown off them last year, but they were feisty a little bit then, just couldn't close out games. So, um, they're in a, tough, they're in a and, tough conference, too. Missouri Valley's, I mean, yeah, the MVC's, oh, it's always a great conference and uh, it's never good to be at the bottom. But three and a half points, that just it seems real light. I feel like they're begging you to just take Miami right here. Um, Evansville's a dog shit team, you know, they return all these starters that couldn't win games last year, yada, yada. I don't know. I'm going to buy into it. Give me Evansville three and a half. I think they win this game outright. Love it. Love it. I was just uh, looking over some more Horizon League because uh, I think I'm just going to adopt them as my my hometown conference uh, now. I was looking, just looking at the board. I see a double-digit dog, almost a 20-point dog, playing uh, Ohio State tomorrow. It's the Oakland Grizzlies. Uh, I really don't know. I'm going to talk myself. Like I was looking at the stats. I'm talking myself into this play because I really think that, uh, Oakland has the, the firepower to stay within this game, stay within 19 points. That's a ton of points. Um, this is Greg Campy's 40th season <laughs> with Oakland, which is just like absurd to say. I saw that. I'm looking at the almanac. I saw that. I said, there's no way that's 40? even possible is 40th season. Oh, that's hell. he's, and he's, forever, he's only but... he's only 67. So he was their head coach at 27 years old. Uh, he's been there, he's literally been there since 84. Um, so clearly, like the program likes him, and I guess the players that he gets must like playing for him because there's that's like unheard of in college sports. Someone being there for 40 years, like unless you're like 
Nick Saban or something like that's just not going to happen. I don't even know if Coach K was at Duke for 40 years. I don't I have no idea when so he got there. He probably was around 40, maybe a little over, but good Lord. Right. I mean, it's that's half a century. Yep. It's insane. Um, so looking at their departures, they lost Jalen Moore, who scored 20 points per game, and Keaton uh, Hervey, who also who had 20, uh, sorry, 12 points a game and seven boards. So they're going to lose. They lost some guys. They're bringing in a ton of guys. Uh, Isaiah Jones from Detroit Mercy, um, and a lot of guys that looks like they're coming from um, like D2 or D3 schools. Um, but they have uh, guys that can shoot the three, and Trey Townsend, who's a, a 6'6 uh, junior, um, he's thir- shooting 39% from three, sh- uh, averaging 16 and a half points per game. Blake Lantman, 10 points per game. Rocket Watts, nine points per game. Um, and their bench actually has a couple guys that are good to come off and give you some good minutes. And um, Jack Golke, I think is his last name, who's coming in from Hillsdale College. Um, again, they're coming from a lower division, so these stats might be a bit inflated, obviously playing worse competition. Um, but I don't know how big of the difference Horizon League is to uh, like D2. Um, but regardless like if these guys are, are capable enough and have the abilities at d2 they they're going to transfer um especially if it's shooting like uh Golke shoots 40 percent from three like that's going to transfer if you have an open shot that's something that's not going to ever change um so then we look at over at ohio state they lost a lot of key pieces too in bryce sensabaugh 16 points per game just suing 12 <laughs> points per game um and they just like don't seem um that offensively gifted for me either. Obviously, Jameson Battle coming in from Minnesota as well. That's a good add for them. Um, Bruce Thornton, 10 points per game. But then you have a Baylor transfer who only played 20, 20 minutes a game uh, with five points. Um, they just don't have any rebounding on this team. Like No one on this team averages four more boards a game. Um, and their bench, again, is like lacking a lot of depth. They have Zed Key, who's with them last season, I believe, at um, 25 minutes, 11 points, seven boards. But if he's coming off the bench, obviously they see something with these other guys that are coming in that are going to put them over him. So if he's not on the court rebounding for them, I don't see how they're going to win um, the board battle, um, or at least it's going to be close because um, uh, Oakland doesn't have a lot of big guys either. So it might just be a lot of just – you know, either makes or it's just going to be a battle for whoever can can win that rebound um, differential. I think it'll be close. I don't think OSU has like a a big enough difference in skill and talent that puts them uh, that justifies a 19 point spread. Um, so I think I'm going to take the 19 with Oakland in this one. Hell yeah, love that breakdown, love that. And uh, yeah, yeah, again, Horizon, one of the best conferences. I mean, yeah, these teams are so good to watch, so fun. Um, and I'm I'm 30 minutes from Green Bay, so I'll probably be be heading to Green Bay, see uh, see Oakland, Green Bay, Detroit, Green Bay. Somebody I got to catch some mad some games. So um, yeah, it's just again home yep. hometown conference for me too. Love it, um, love that play. I love that as well. I'm gonna go ahead and end my five plays. God, I just like can I hate parlays. I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm not doing any more parlays. So I'm picking between either taking the over or South Dakota State um, in that game uh, against Akron. The the one four, uh, 141 and a half line has been covered um, in nine of the last 10 Akron games. Akron keeps the same similar team. Um, head coach Groshi, he's dominant. Um, but South Dakota State's head coach is also dominant, and that's one. They both have won a lot um, in their respective fields. It's at Frost Arena in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. That makes me like South Dakota State. They got Zeke Mayo, who's going to be under attack. 
Akron really likes to um, play a really balanced style basketball, you know, but you have South Dakota State that really just kind of penetrates you um, and also just goes into, um, you know, driving a lot in that drive and kick kind of game. Um, it's a team that I really loved. People uh, normally pick them uh, in uh, that one game against Providence, but they weren't the same team as last year. They really struggled, especially in these early non-conference games before uh, hitting uh, the Summit League Conference. Akron's a really good team. I hate to bet against Akron, which makes me like to take the points. So I'm going to go and lean the over and take or take the over 141 and a half. Um, hoping it's 72 to 70, 74 to 70, something in, in that range. Expected to be a very close game. Um, but I also lean the Jackrabbits to to win the game or the spread of minus minus two. But I'll probably just take I would just take the money line at minus one twenty five. Oh yeah, and I know just just win the damn game. That's all we need. Yep, win um, the damn game makes me feel better. Or just score points. That's those make two things make me feel better. South Coast State's a good team. Zeke Mayo, look out for him. Great name too. I mean Zeke Mayo all time. Yeah, it's a great name. Um, Any relation to OJ? I worked for a company that was based out of Sioux Falls. I actually went went to a couple games. Um, Hell yeah! Yep. All right, I will. Uh, my last play here. Uh, I got some nasty unders that I like, but I'm going to go with BYU and Houston Christian under 153 here. Um, Houston Christian, one. I th- think they were the worst, maybe second worst team in the country last year, allowing like 80 some points a game. Um, not good. Just absolutely not good. Um, could they get worse? Theoretically, yes. I don't think they're going to get any worse. Um, I think their defense has got to get a little better. They've also lost some guys. Um, so that was a team I'd love to bet the over with last year, just up and down, zero defense, literally whatsoever. Um, just let you have the buckets, and we want to get back on offense. Um, I think going into Provo, BYU's defense is going to lock them down, I think, HCU is going to have a, tr- a hard time uh, scoring, and I just think this this number's a tad inflated from last year yet. Um, I don't think they're going to be putting up 80 and uh, 85 points a game like they were. I think this is probably going to be in the mid-140s, lower 140s. I don't see um, BYU putting up 90 points and HCU putting up 70. Um, so I'm going to go with the under on that one. Kind of disgusting, but... Um, that elevation and if BYU students show up, that's going to be a tough game for uh, HCU. I love that under. Actually, I might add that to the card. One fifty-three. Yeah, one fifty-three. Um, I mean, so early just, rule just of thumb. Too inflated. Yeah, it's rule of thumb almost with like those high totals of one fifty, especially mm-hmm. being early. I'll go with just two honorable mentions. Um, Probably going to play them, but officially not on them. Bethune Cookman, Minnesota, under 139. Also, Minnesota, dog shit team. Dog shit team. They, yep. I think, I believe all they have is Dawson Garcia. Um, that's all they had last year, but they also lost some guys. So they're bringing yeah. in a lot, a lot of younger players. Um, Bethune Cookman, they've got some guys coming back. Um, they're not offensively talented either. And I'm just, I don't know. I, I don't see who's scoring in this game. Minnesota can't rebound Bethune Cookman probably going to grab more rebounds on them or be more competitive on the glass um, early against that to kind of um, keep those second chance points down. So I, I like the under 139 in that one. And then Richmond minus 17 versus VMI. Um, VMI lost a ton of guys. Um, 
real young. I don't know. They just it's it's a bad looking team on paper. I don't like it. I think Richmond at home, first game of the year. These guys are gonna crawl over you, jumping um, Richmond style. So I think Richmond minus seventeen is a good look, but um, haven't played that either. But who knows? Um, follow follow the Twitter at Stooley Picks. I might just add some more plays tomorrow. Um, actually, I know I will. So I will probably have more than five plays going into tomorrow. But those were the two uh, leans that I have. You guys? Yeah. Um, I have a I – I, I swear I don't parlay like normally, but I do have a parlay of a wild spread. Um, I got UConn spread, Kansas spread, Illinois spread. They're deep. I know. They're big. Um, also – who else do I have added to that? Oh no, that that's that's just it. Um, are those three ones? They're 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 going to win by 30, 35. Oh, Houston, I almost added as well. Houston's always that run and gun team. They'll, they'll run up the points on you and win by forty in, in your face, and they did it twice last year. So, um, I would I'll probably add that to make it a four leg parlay of the big spread since that's my trust, my gut and not be scared of it. Um, but, hey, if you're on the other side, you might as well fade that and take the plus 20 um, to have the points since it's a lot of points. But these teams are good. These teams want to win by 30, 40 points just for their stats. Um, another lean I had was Villanova um, against American. I like that over as well. Um, I think Villanova disappointed a lot of people last year, but Justin Moore is healthy. Um, they're going to come out strong especially a home game against American. I expect them to win by 24, 25, um, which also make, make if you, if they don't, the over is also a solid play as well. Um, they're going to come out and score a lot of points it's at 136. I definitely think they can score past that. I mean, Villanova could, could score 80 points, even with their style of play. Um, it's definitely changed. They're trying to find a new face, a new uh, brand. Uh, rebuild their brand, I guess, back to what it was in the prominence. Um, and I think I think they're going to be a really good team this year. So I, I like that lean as well. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I need some NyQuil. <laughs> <laughs> the only other lean that I have, um, I'll finally move out of the Horizon League so you guys don't have to listen to that anymore. <laughs> I, was talking to, I was talking about this game with one of my uh, guys uh, at DC Bets. Um, we're talking about Idaho versus Washington State. Uh, the spread is 21 points. Um, obviously, Idaho, well, uh, most people probably don't know because who the hell watches Idaho? Um, but they have a first-year head coach coming in, um, and their best player, uh, Isaac Jones, is actually transferring to Washington State. Um, so I don't know if you want to play that angle. Maybe he pops off even harder. But he averaged 19 points per game last year, and they also lost Moffitt, who uh, averaged 18 points per game last year. Um, but they brought in a lot of guys from um, D2 that were pretty good, um, averaging like 15 points per game for both of them. Um, and then uh, a freshman – or sorry, a junior coming in um, as well. So they're, this team is old. They, they're starting five are uh, two sophomores, two seniors, and a junior. Um, but then we look at uh, Washington State. They also have a lot of transfers coming in. Obviously, like I said, Isaac Jones is the biggest one. He played 31 minutes a game, 20 points per game, seven boards. Like, this guy is a bucket. Um, and they're also pretty old as well. They have uh, two seniors, two fifth-year seniors, and a junior coming in. Um, but I just – the other four guys on the starting roster, on the starting five for Washington State just don't really stand out to me. So it's like – for me, it's going to be is Isaac Jones – 
um, going to have a supporting cast for him. I think he's going to perform just like just as well as he did at Idaho for Washington State. Um, it's just the supporting cast. Um, they have a good guy, Jalen Wells, coming off the bench, it looks like. I don't know why he's coming off the bench. He's averaging 22 points per game, eight boards. Um, maybe something happened and he's just not – I, I don't know. That seems like a really weird question mark to not have him in the starting five, especially when they have a guy coming in that um, really doesn't produce um, at the same position uh, at forward. So we'll see. But I think 21 points is a huge spread for Idaho, who brings in some pieces that are capable of, you know, giving you, you know, 10 points, four boards, something like that. I think if you have three guys that come in and can do that for you, there's no reason that you should be a 21 point dog versus a team who doesn't really have any standout, standout players, minus the one player that they had that transferred to Wazoo. So they'll, they'll know his game too. So that could be a benefit for them. Obviously they'd rather have him on their side of the ball, but they, they know what he's going to do. They know his moves. They know how he plays. So maybe they could limit him in a way that other teams won't be able to just because they're so familiar with him. Um, so that's one other thing that I have. Oh yeah. I like that. Look, um, don't hate that. 21 is a ton of points. Yeah. Um, I mean, three touchdowns. Come on. Idaho can, the Vandals got that. 21 points it's a ton for two teams that i think are just gonna be uh, like really mid <laughs> but it, it like i said I, I it's it's for me it's just the isaac jones moving moving over to wazoo so we'll see i don't think he's gonna be the main you know 21 points is crazy like if he's not on if he if he doesn't play i don't know what the spread would be because to me it's like i i don't even know like it, it's it's how much are it, how many points are they giving wazoo because of jones 14-point game, 15-point game. That's what I mean. Like, is the spread going to drop seven points if he plays? I'd still like Idaho at that, even if him, even if he was on the court. So, Hell, yeah. Um, well, dudes, we made it. I mean, shit. Really good job. We got one sleep left, and we got freaking hoops all day. IEPY Spalding at 11 a.m. Doesn't get any better than this, boys. We've made it. It's the night before CVB. Right. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Read it's that. Like Christmas so Eve. It literally is. Read I was that thinking about taking a vacation day tomorrow. I'm gonna do it on Tuesday. <laughs> I'm at my desk. I'm at my work desk right now. I got. I'll have one screen. Colorado, Oregon. So I'm pumped. Perfect. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, want to yeah. get frisky? Add Chicago State to that money line parlay. Let's see what Chicago State. Playing? Chicago mm-hmm. State plays Bowling Green tomorrow. They are Bowling playing. Green is the team that add it to the card. A lot of transfers added. I, I might add Chicago State. Add it. I'm on it. Give me a yep. I didn't know it's if it's no history, or not, but Chicago State has been in the dirt, but they have a very good team this year. They could be like a low major, low end FAU kind of team. Respect Chicago State. Cheers. Thanks, All right, boys. gentlemen. It's been great. Right. Great episode. Talk to you, you fellas tomorrow and everyone else. Good luck on the plays and congratulations. We've made it. Finally.